The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Much has been made of the hemorrhaging of skilled Irish workers to foreign shores, most notably medical personnel. But now the Irish College of General Practitioners is running a scheme to reverse the brain drain, attempting to attract almost 50 doctors from outside the EU to work in rural GP practices. I'm joined by the Medical Director of the Irish College of General Practitioners, a practising GP himself in Glanmire in County Cork, Dr. German Quinlan. German, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, maybe you'd first of all outline how critical this whole thing is. How big is the crisis? So we we are in the midst of a, of a severe GP workforce crisis. All the indications are that we have just over four thousand GPs, and we need six thousand GPs. So we are suffering a severe GP shortage, and there's lots of reasons behind this. Pat, our population has expanded enormously in the last twenty years. We now have the longest life expectancy in the EU 27, so that's fantastic. But older people require a very substantial amount of GP care for conditions like all the various cancers, osteoporosis, hypertension, diabetes, dementia, depression. So both physical and psychological aspects. Um, COVID has put a huge workload into general practice. Uh, we have an ageing GP population, like one in seven of our GPs. So about 600 GPs are over the age of 65 and 200 are over the age of 70. So we have a, a GP workforce who are many of whom will retire in the next two and three years. And then finally, the expansion of the medical care system to children under the age of six increased the consultation rate of that cohort by 30%. And we anticipate that if and when the expansion to six to nine-year-olds, and we are very much in favour of this, but we simply don't have the workforce. We know it's going to increase the demand for consultations by about 650,000 a year, which requires 120 whole-time equivalent GPs, and we simply don't have that. So there's lots of factors increasing yeah. the workload of general practice. Now, you say we have 4,000, uh, we need 6,000. Um, retirements every year, do you have any uh, notion of how many of those people who are over 65 or over 70 will actually give it up this year? Well, I think we have 200 over the age of 70, so I would be surprised if at the end of 2024 most of them haven't retired. People aged to 60, doctors aged 65 and over, some of them are aged 68, 69, 70. Um, we, I imagine a lot of them will reduce their workload or cease practice entirely. And if we can, but if we can bring in, many of them are working in rural areas, if we can, if we can bring in young doctors from outside the EU and support them and provide them with culture and context and education support, that will provide... Okay. And that's the, the programme I want to talk to uh, about in a moment. But first of all, the, the replacement level from within Irish resources, from our medical schools and yep. then the training course that uh, the Irish College of General Practitioners run, how many new Irish people or Irish educated people do you expect to get into uh, GP services every so, year? The HSE are working really hard with the Irish College of GPs and the IMO. We have very substantially expanded the number of GP training places from 155 back in 2015. We'll have 255 GPs in training this year and plan to go to 350 by 2026. So we are rapidly and very substantially expanding our GP training numbers. However, we have a four-year GP training program. So people who join a GP training scheme in 2026 will graduate as qualified GPs in 2030. Mm. So this is, while it's really important, it, it is it is not an immediate solution. Uh, an even longer-term solution is we need to increase the proportion of medical students who select the wonderful career of general yeah. practice as their career of choice. Okay, now, do they have any obligation, having done the four-year course, to stay here for any length of time? Uh, I suppose they don't have any obligation, but the really fantastic news uh, is that 
the vast majority of people who qualify as GPs in Ireland are remaining in, in Ireland. Our data is very clear on that. The number of the GPs who emigrate is in low single figures. So, it's, you know, you're talking about four, five, six percent. And I, I emigrated myself. I worked in the UK for many years and then I worked in Australia. But I'm delighted to be back in Ireland. Like, it's a fantastic place to work. If there are doctors overseas listening, we have job opportunities for GPs right across the country from north, south and east to now, west. So, you know, the, the medical training is is many years longer than the typical degree. So when people opt for GP training, do they get paid while they're doing that? Yes, it, it, absolutely. As they do in all the hospital specialities. So GPs, uh, trainees, it's a four-year training programme and they are paid for that time. All right. Now, the, UK, the UK is a three-year GP training programme, so we are delighted that we have a four-year training programme and it's recognised worldwide as a really high quality Now we, we see that you've got a pilot scheme running and you have people from outside the EU uh, who are coming here and they're going to be deployed to rural GP practices. Explain how this is working. So uh, this was the brainchild of Dr. Velma Harkins and essentially we are supporting doctors who want to come and work in Ireland and we have doctors on our programme from right across the world really we have people from, from the African continent from Nigeria, Sudan, South Africa from the, from the Indian subcontinent, India, Pakistan, Afghanistan. We have a lot of doctors from the Middle East and we have doctors from Canada. So these are experienced GPs. So they need to have some hospital jobs done, including paediatrics and medicine. They need a minimum of three years of relevant daytime GP experience. So some of the people on our current program have 20 years experience. So these are already experienced GPs ever before they set foot in Ireland. And then we identify a, a rural practice which has a track record of medical education. We, the Irish College of GPs, provide very substantial education support for these doctors over a two-year programme. And during, in the latter year of that, then they will sit the MICGP exam, which is the professional exam for the Irish College of GPs. But they will work in a practice where there's an existing doctor who will mentor them, not that they might not need kind of medical skills mentoring, but it may be cultural mentoring and things like that. Uh, and just uh, familiarising themselves Absolutely. with the lie of the land. Absolutely. So that, that's exactly what we have. So they have a named supervisor, a GP, in a practice for two years because appendicitis is appendicitis is appendicitis. But how you, how you manage an appendicitis in Canada or Sudan is very different to how you manage it in maybe Glanmire or the west of Ireland on a Friday evening. So it is culture and context support for these experienced doctors to integrate and integrate and hopefully remain in these rural communities. Okay, so uh, just a, a final question really about bringing doctors in from outside. Obviously, uh, EU uh, nationals are able to work anywhere in the EU, yeah. but are there certification or regulatory requirements that say a French doctor uh, or a German doctor or a Czech doctor might in encounter in trying to work here? We would welcome French, Czech and German doctors. If any of them are listening and want to come, we would like to hear from them. OK, but there are no uh, certification not, requirements? Not that I'm aware of. No, OK, easy. they could uh, come yeah. straight in. So we're talking about, what, 50 at the moment in this uh, scheme? Uh, but 50 at the moment. The HSE are working with us. It's the HSE-supported programme. We hope to have another 50 by the end of the year. And then we will take it from there in 2024. 
All right. Well, it's very interesting uh, development, I have to say, and uh, long may it continue because we do have that critical shortage. Some of the comments coming in. Our Defence Forces motto is strengthen the nation. The Army Medical Corps should sponsor Irish students to study medicine and when qualified, repay with service in GP positions countrywide and also in the Army, says one. Uh, Why can't we keep our own doctors who have much better options abroad? I have two nephews now in Australia and now we're talking about bringing doctors from outside the EU. What about that making it more attractive for young Irish doctors to return? So if you, general practice is really attractive, so, and that's shown by the figures. It's, it's, it's a, a, well under 10% of our GP graduates choose to emigrate. Uh, and I suppose in terms of the, the solutions, the Department of Health are, have set up a working group uh, to look at the future of general practice and how they can support general practice and general practitioners. And I suppose I would like that we would inject a sense of urgency into the working group. Yeah. They've had their first meeting, but I think we need a, We do need a sense of urgency because the winter is fast approaching and patients need to see their doctors. And the shortage of doctors makes it really difficult. There are lots of patients who can't register with a doctor. There are patients who have a GP, but simply when they need to be seen, the, the doctor's surgeries are too full. So we have a major patient safety issue with the shortage of GPs and it has ramifications right across the health service and that will really become evident in the autumn and winter as the acute illness ramps up. So we would encourage the Minister to inject a sense of urgency into the working group. Dr. Jermyn Quinlan, Medical Director of the Irish College of General Practitioners, uh, himself a practising GP in Glanmire in County Cork. Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.